All right, can you, am I on? You can hear me? Yeah? Great. Good morning, everyone. Um, I just wanted to add my welcome hmm? to everyone else's. Um, I wanted to introduce myself just in case you didn't know who I was. I'm Becky Heaslip. I'm married to Owen Heaslip, who is the minister in charge here. He isn't here this morning. He'll be here later on in, um, in his, you'll probably see him in his collar, actually, which he never wears here, because he's down helping our friend, um, who's the local priest to two ch- churches down here, Mark, get a holiday. Is this reverb, reverbing too much? It's not loud enough. Do you want me to use a handheld mic? Is it all right? Hilariously, I'm speaking on anxiety, and this is making me anxious. <laughs> so um, that's classic, isn't it? I'm happy to use a handheld mic if it's feeding back too much. Do you want me to keep going, yeah? Okay. So just in way of introduction and also, um, yeah, to let you know who I am, in case you don't know. Um, so I'm Becky. I am... Mom of officially three teenagers today. Evie, my baby, turned 13 today. So, yeah. I'm still trying to work that out. I'm like, how do I feel about having three teenagers? Love it, love it. It's so good. Um, I'm also a counselor and psychotherapist uh, during the day. Um, I love journey, journeying with people and seeing change uh, in their lives. So it's a real, and I love walking with people. Um, I love people's stories. Um, also, in case you're wondering, I'm Canadian, so if you're trying to work out my accent, and you're, I don't want you to be distracted the whole time thinking, where is she from? I've been working on my Irish accent for 21 years. So I've got some twang of Ireland, but I'm still Canadian. So um, this morning we are looking at a passage from Philippians 4, 6 to 9. If you've got Red Bible, or if you want to grab one, I'm just giving you a heads up because we will be looking at it in a minute. So I want to look at three things. I want to look at what is anxiety, what does the Bible say about it, and how do we apply what the Bible says about it. As well, I want to say, before I even get into this, that anxiety is an absolutely massive topic, and I'm only scratching the surface today and giving you a biblical principle to try and apply if you're really struggling with anxiety I encourage you to go see a counsellor. Of course I would. Um, But I just wanted to say that. So I want to interact with you a bit. Um, Tell me, when you think of anxiety, what what are the words that come into your mind? What do you think? Fear. Fear. Fear, yeah. Worry. Worry. Yeah. Stress. Stress. Hmm? Breathing, heavy breathing. Panic. Panic, absolutely. There's so many words that come for anxiety and worry. And worry is like a rocking chair that gives you something to do and gets you nowhere fast. So that's why I put the rocking chair up there just for you. That's, it's, it's something that we end up mulling over and we get all busy and frantic like we're doing something. It causes adrenaline in our body and panic and worry and all of those things. But it really, really gets us nowhere. And it gives us lack of peace inner turmoil. Um, Every single day we have opportunities to be anxious. Uh, I don't know about you, but I certainly do. If I get a phone call from the school, I need to talk to you about your daughter. My stomach turns. 
You know, somebody says, Owen said to me last week, hey, we need to do our taxes. <gasps> Anxiety. NCT, your car has failed. Anxiety. Everywhere we turn throughout each day, there's plenty of opportunities to be anxious. I'm assuming that I'm not the only one. Show of hands, who feels anxious at times each day? Yeah, we all experience it. You're out shopping and your card doesn't work in sufficient funds. Oh crap! You know, all of those things. You know, we all have them, we all have that. The what ifs, they kind of pull into fear. Somebody else said that. So, fear. Um, fear is, can be actually real, but a lot of the time, fear is F, false, evidence appearing real. So, I'm giving you that as a backdrop because a lot of the time, fear and what ifs are not actually real. So, we have a little battlefield in our mind of what's real and what's not real. And that's why I wanted to, just to flag that, our minds play, trick on us, play tricks on us. We get caught in traps of worry and fear. So, let's just pause for a minute. And even in pausing, thinking about fear, is there anything that you're fearful about this morning? Anything you're anxious about this morning? Do you find even when you get anxious, you get short of breath, that you pause, you hold in, you tighten up a little bit? So whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, I think every person experiences fear. The disciples felt it in the boat. There's a big, massive storm. Now that was proper fear. I would be freaking out in the boat if there was a storm. Jesus felt it himself in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was wrestling with God. Do I need to do it? Do I have to do this? Um, there were tears. So let's just, as we do this, just hold that fear uh, as we look at the um, passage. So let's open it up. Um, what page is, what number is it on in your, in your red Bibles? Hmm? 832. So it's Philippians 4. But, uh, so Owen has been encouraging us to read the Bible, to pause, to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us and illuminate what he wants to speak to us and to let it sink in. So I'm bringing a few insights that, I, that stood out to me as I prepared, but obviously I want to give space that God might speak something else to you as you read it today. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, so it might be a little bit different from what you've got. But let's follow along. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Keep putting into practice all that you have learned and received from me, everything you've heard me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. So we're just going to pause. If you've got that in front of you, just have a look over it, read over it again, and just see, invite the Holy Spirit to show you what's standing, what phrases are standing out to you. It might be one word, it might be a phrase.
All right. I'll just, well, I would love to say that um, just for my talk to just go, great, we read that, do that. That's it. Just do that. But don't you ever find that when you're told not to do something, that you're tempted even more to do it? Don't worry. I'm all right, now I'm worrying. Don't do that. Now I really want to do it. Am I the only one who, who's like that? Well, just do a little experiment. I'm going to put a little um, slide up. And whatever you do, I want you not to look at it. And I don't want you to look at the red door. Oh, did I go too far? Don't look at it. Everybody's looked at it, right? No? Good job. For those of you who haven't looked at it, you can now look at it. The reason I put that up there is because we can, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, get caught in this guilt trip of, you know, the Bible says not to worry. I'm worried. I'm not meant to do this. So now, on top of feeling worried, we also have, I'm not meant to feel this way, and we've got guilt. You know, and we start thinking we're terrible, and we better not tell anybody. If people only knew how anxious I was, they'd think I was a terrible Christian, and da da da. And we go on and on and on in our minds. Am I the only one? <laughs> so it's th- this is what can happen is that we can get caught by the do not be worried. The thing is that we do. We do get worried. And God knows that. We, it's a part of our human condition that we're wired to negativity. Uh, and it can prevent us from finding peace. But the beautiful thing is that God knows. There are over 365 references in the Bible that tell us to, that either touch on fear or anxiety or worry. That's, that's over one for every single day. So we don't need to be guilt-tripping into why are we worrying. We do worry. But if we go back to the text, let's see what the Bible says about when we worry. So do not worry. Don't fret. Instead, pray. So instead, pray. What is prayer? Prayer is pouring out our hearts to God. It's talking to him like he is your best friend. And you know those, you, you probably have family that you tell your, about your, your bad days to, or good friends, but maybe you even hold some stuff back because you, they really knew what I was worried about. God wants all of that. He wants us to pour out everything, every fear, every doubt, every worry. He says he, he wants it all. So taking our worry and pouring it out. I think sometimes we can get caught in the trap, not just guilt trap, but also the trap of I need to have all my ducks in the row for God. I need to, have, I need to be perfect. Well, none of us are perfect. Uh, only Jesus was. And he, he's the only one who can make us perfect. So what, what does it look like for us to actually pour out our worry? Does that make sense? So if the passage isn't saying, don't you worry finger wagging, you know. Instead, he's saying, instead, pour out your worries. Turn them in up to me. So, it's about stopping and telling God what we need. It's about stopping and paying attention to what's going on in us. In the therapy room, I would use this tool pretty much. Is it going to work? Yeah. 
pretty much every, every time uh, when it comes to anxiety. But what's brilliant is that I get to tell you guys about it and add the Holy Spirit and God into it, which in the therapy room I don't get to do, which is really frustrating. So stop. Literally to stop in our tracks. To recognize that we're anxious and to stop. T, to take a breath. When we get oxygen in to our brains, we start calming our system down and our whole systems, we can start thinking a little bit better. Oh, observe, what is going on? What am I actually worried about? Usually underneath all of the worry and franticness of, say, I can't pay a bill, it's there's something else. There's what if I'm not okay? Or what if I don't have what I need? Or it, go, it usually goes deeper. Why is my heart pounding? So observe, pay attention. And P is pulling back and putting perspective on it. But I'd love us to do this a little bit differently. So S, yes, literally stop in your tracks. T, take a breath and take a minute to invite the Holy Spirit to be with you. So that you're breathing in him and breathing out your own stuff and going, God, will you come and fill me in every breath that I have, every breath that I take, will you come and be with me? And that, oh, that we would say, God, I'm stressing out here. That we would observe and we would turn that part into prayer. That we would turn that, our observations into pouring, out pray, pouring it out to God, pouring out our anxiety. And the P, to ask for his perspective. Does that make sense? Could you imagine using that? Maybe. <laughs> so... It's about renewing our mind. The Bible talks a lot about renewing our mind. It talks and about retraining our mind. And some of us might need to be retrained in the way that we think about worry and how, about how we pray. It might be that even today that you're thinking, like, what does it look like for me to actually pour out all of my anxiety to God? It could be a journal that you literally write every single thing down to him. It could be out loud. I sometimes I have to... I'm, do you know what I love now that is amazing with technology is that people put headphones in and they talk out loud when they're walking down the street and nobody thinks they look crazy anymore. You know? So put your headphones in and talk out loud to God and nobody is going to think you're talking to anyone. <laughs> nobody knows. And pour it out. Put on worship music. Start changing your perspective to turn, turn it into to praise, and you'll find peace. So I just want to read to you um, uh, the message version of this passage, because um, sometimes a different version, just different words, they can just sink in a little bit, little way. So maybe just put your listening ears on for a minute again. Actually, Rachel, would you come read this? So it's a different voice. Where's that microphone? Yeah, the mic. So I'm putting my eldest daughter on the spot. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayer. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness and everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. 
Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do the best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you've heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work in you into his most excellent harmonies. Thank you. So isn't it, I don't know if more stood out to you in a different version, but I love that. Instead of worrying, pray. Let your petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. So it's turning that back to God, letting him know your concerns, and a sense of God's wholeness comes. Not staying in a rocking chair of worry, going nowhere fast. The other part that stood out to me was the word fix, which is in verse 8 and 9. We just read in the message version, to you do your best by filling your mind. So to fix. So I was thinking about, all week I've been thinking about this word fix, and thinking, okay, what is fix? So to actually fix something is, it needs repair. So that's one, one way of fixing something. Another thing is to fix your sight on something. So in a crowd, I'm small, Owen's tall. I, have, I find him and I fix my, eye, fix my gaze on him and I, I'll weave my way through. If I can't find him, I stop and I wait and look around until I find him again. It's the same principle in terms of fixing our thoughts on him, on God, instead of on, on everything else around us. Another way is to, to fixate, to, to really focus on something. You know when you've got a test or you're doing your driver's theory test or you're doing an interview and you're trying to focus, you're remembering something, you're saying it over and over in your mind. So obviously with needing to repair something, we need to acknowledge it's broken. Um, so sometimes even just acknowledging our, our thinking is broken to go, my thoughts have been all over the place. And I do find that actually saying out loud to somebody, you know, I say out loud to to Owen or to a friend, oh, my thoughts, I just, I cannot, I keep trying to pray and I can't get anywhere. Sometimes you need to actually say out loud, I need help, like just to literally say it out loud to somebody else and the light goes on and it takes the, somebody else can pray for you then because we can't do it on our own all the time. So to fix, um, I love that Paul is inviting us to stop worrying and to instead pour out our prayer, uh, pour out our worry into prayer, and then he's saying fix. So it's like you're pausing, you're praying and presenting everything that you're worried about to God, and then you're choosing to fix your eyes on him, you're choosing to fix your eye, you, the, fix your focus on a truth. It could be as simple as, God, you've got me, that you're holding that. It could be as simple as, I'm loved, I'm chosen. Like just holding on to that so when all the worries and things are catching you up that you're able to focus and hone in on one truth and hold that. Does that make sense? So we would do best to fill our minds and meditate on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, 
gracious, the best, not the worst. Why do we always think the worst? The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise and not to curse. I would, I want, the other thing with fix that I was thinking about was that we all have scripts. We all have like the same. Do you ever feel like you kind of come to the same thing over and over? And like, when am I ever going to get past this thing? It's a script inside of you, or you're kind of like, I'm here again. That that's another another portion and piece of where we've had, maybe we've got lenses on and we need to take them, ask God to take those lenses off and go, I need to have a different view. So you remember I was talking about stop and the putting on a different perspective of asking God to change our lenses. And maybe today it's asking, you know, there's one thing. I know for me, the one thing is usually I'm not good enough. And I'm just going to be honest about that. I didn't want to get up when Owen was when we were on holidays and he goes and I'm having a lovely time and the view is beautiful and I'm resting. Hey, I'd love you to speak in September. <laughs> I don't like people looking at me. I've got nothing to say. I'm going to be terrible. I'm not going to be good enough. You know, that's exactly where I went. And I paused and I thought, that's okay. I know this one. I'm going to take those lenses off and say, okay, God, do you want me to speak? Have I got anything to say? And put on the lenses of him, I'm chosen, I'm adopted, I'm dearly loved. It doesn't matter if I speak and it doesn't make sense, I'm still loved. Does that make sense? So I'm just giving you an example of, of that. The other thing I wanted to just mention as well is that it takes us about 17 seconds to register good news. And it takes us no time at all to register bad so, just gonna, let's just pause for 17 seconds. It's quite a long time, isn't it? Yeah. So, to get to kind of go, to even sit with, I'm loved. Hold it. I passed a test today. Awesome. Hold it. Enjoy it. Um, I don't want this to be rude to the whole of the Irish um, community, but as a Canadian, I think I can maybe challenge this. You guys could do with believing in yourselves <laughs> and going, I'm good. I'm good at this. There can be a, a little bit of a don't want to get a big head, so we're going to keep everyone down. Like, let's encourage each other. You did really well at that. Yeah, but that top is really nice. It's from Penny's. <laughs> Just, they thank you. You look really good in that. You're, you did really well at that today. I'm going to receive that. I was with my friend Mary, and I, she was encouraging me the other day, and I had to go, okay, I'm going to take that in, and I'm going to hold that, because it takes time. Where, you know, we can have somebody say, you know, five good things about us. They say one negative, and that's all we can remember. What's that about? We fixate on those, those things. So it's time to change our lenses, to take off those lenses of, you know, just seeing ourselves negatively and going, how does God see us? How do my friends see me? Is this, is this thing that I'm believing true? So, what are your thoughts fixed on? 
Do you have negative thoughts that are on repeat? They're like a, a tape recorder that goes over and over and over. Do you have lenses that you need to take off to view yourself differently, maybe God differently? He loves you just the way you are today. If you want to get good at something, you've got to practice. So this is going to take practice. And it's going to be something that you'll have to pause and you'll have to stop and go, Lord, will you come and be with me in my thinking? Because, you know, who needs enemies? We have one here in our mind. We have lots of them going around and around in our head. But God can be a much louder voice if we invite him to be. So if you could go home with one thing today, let it be that God wants you to pour out your worry, that he, wa- he longs to hear what's on your heart, and he longs for you to fix your thoughts on him. This is a really, another good reason. Owen was talking to us last week about prayer and about reading the Bible, but the Bible also helps us to fix our thoughts on truth. So this week you could actually say, okay, I'm going to take this Philippians passage and I'm going to I'm going to read it over. I'm going, to ha- I'm, going to, I'm going to take it in. I'm going to practice it. I'm going to put it on my mirror. I'm going to, whatever it is, that you keep reading the Bible so that you have an opportunity to read some of the truths about who he says you are. So, I would love us to, um, t- that's me done. I would love us to pause now. Um... I'm hoping that there was something that you all will be able to take home with you. But I don't want to just rush on, and in a minute I'm going to ask Sandra to come back up. But I'd love us to just stop and either ask God for what you need. Maybe there's an actual need. Maybe there's you need to pour out some worry. Maybe it's you need help for fixing your thoughts. Maybe it's something I haven't even talked about today. But I'd love us just to wait. Is that all right? So I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and just to rest in us. God, will you come and will you fill each of us? Just come and be present to us. Help us to be present to you. And God, we just turn our thoughts towards you now. We long to fix our eyes on you, God. And I just pray that as each one of us talks to you in, our, in the quiet of our mind, that you will come close.
I know silence can be uncomfortable sometimes, but sometimes it can be a real place of peace. So let's keep pressing in. Maybe Sandra, you could come up now and play quietly. I would love us to um, to, to respond. I'm just trying to figure out what the best way to do it. Whether because sometimes we need to say, "Hey, I need help with this," and you know, maybe it's standing. And saying, yeah, I get anxious and I want you to come and help and help me, God. Um, we do have ministry team and we would love the opportunity to pray with you. So maybe if you're, if you're struggling with anxiety or worry this morning and you really want something to change, maybe you can stand even now so that and the ministry t- team could start moving around. Will that be all right? Um, so it's going to take brave. It's going to ha- you're going to have to be brave and stand up if that's something that you need help with. people to stand that are saying even in their in their hearts by standing you're saying God I want something to change in my thinking God I want to be able to fix my thoughts on you I think what Becky shared about about the guilt piece um, really something I think God wants to, to tackle today as well. So people who um, maybe struggle with anxiety and then there's a guilt that comes with that and there's a striving that comes with that. There's a, I need to fix this. I need to be better. Um, and I think God's just saying, no, my peace will come. And it's, it's him doing that work. And we don't have to, we just have to go to him. Um, so I think if that's something that you feel you're struggling with please do um, please do stand and have someone come and pray with you
on the ministry team who hasn't been roaded today and has the capacity to pray for anyone standing. Um, you're really welcome to do that. For the rest of us who are sitting, keep engaging with God, keep talking to Him.